I just always thought it'd be kind of funny if it started out where like mid conversation, like, oh, what? What's going on? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Extraordinary Expletive. You got your boy J-Dubs over here on the mic. Kenny G's in the back. And just like the lady in the blue dress, we have Derek Warner. Derek, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. How are you fellas doing? I'm doing pretty pretty decent. I'm a little better now. We, uh, I think we fixed our little mic uh, echo issue that we had last week. And uh, uh, it was a stressful time, but, you know, it feels better. It feels good that it's gone. Trial and error. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think everything's good now. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so we have uh, we have Derek Warner here. Uh, he's uh, almost as famous as uh, David Busco. Um, <laughs> you guys may not know him. Uh, he is a mutual friend of ours. Um, he's played music for quite some time and uh, kind of like a solo acoustic artist, if you will. Uh, doesn't really playing any bands with anybody but he does write a lot of his own music uh so we figured we'd bring him on and uh showcase his talents um but um i guess like the first question kenny and i were both talking is like so what do you think like really kicked off your rap career it all started when tupac died and then i figured you know the kind of questions that like the game's (laughs) gonna need somebody else (laughs) and it's gonna be you <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Derek's uh he's a battle rapper. Yeah. He doesn't play acoustic music. Yeah, we uh w- w- I was told to to start out and ask you about your rap career. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was So uh 8 Mile was the inspiration. Oh, okay. okay. Between between Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope, where do you see yourself? Oh, uh, god, yeah. I you know what? I knew you were going to go there. I, I knew you were gonna go there. Hey, I'm just saying. Should be like water, a, air, fire, dirt, above fi- fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah, I'm once again asking you how do fucking magnets work. <laughs> Have you seen that one yet? <laughs> no. Just Bernie Sanders with Juggalo paint. Since I am once again asking you, how do fucking magnets work? <laughs> so, um, so how long have you actually been playing uh, playing music for? Started back when I was I was 15. I wish I would have started sooner because. My dad used to play guitar, but I don't think I had the, I always felt like I couldn't, so I never asked him to teach me, because he really didn't play that much just once in a while. But uh, the big inspiration, that's funny, is when I was 15, that's when I pretty much got my official first girlfriend, married to her now, Kristen nice. Warner. Shout Lover. out, shout out, wifey. Yeah. Shout out to the wife. I thought you were going to say, whenever I was 15, <clears throat> Louder Now came out. And that was <laughs> And I, I just kind of sat there, and I'm like, you know, what what talents do I have? I can play the shit out of video games. That's about all. And uh, my one buddy at the time, well, he was older, probably about five years older. His name was Ben Giraffes, and he played guitar, and he was really good. And I asked him one time, I'm like, how long will it take you to teach me how to play? He said, well, depends. How much you want to learn, and how hard do you want to? learn how to do this i said well i really want to learn how to play i said well give me like two hours in two hours he sat down and taught me the basics the g c a minor and d so he started out showing you chords yeah okay and he said he said honestly after that i really can't show you anymore just you're gonna have to take it from there yeah and i just sat down every day started playing and eventually eventually picked it up and Ever since, enjoy doing it. Okay, it's really it's really funny that you start off playing chords though, because a lot of people just start off with like tablature, 
Cause I was one of those, yeah. Yeah, they're like, hey, I want to play guitar, so how do I play this Rage Against the Machine song? Let me just go online, look up the, yeah. you know. So. It's, when, it, uh, when it comes to playing, like, you know, your people that do the lead and stuff like that, I my fingers don't work that well. So, so you are definitely, like, like rhythmly? Definitely the rhythm. Okay, okay. Okay. Definitely rhythm. So, so like, what do, you, what do you, what do you take from like inspiration? Like, besides like, okay, your dad played guitar, but like, you're like, oh, I want to learn to play. Was there somebody you listened to, like a band wise, that you were like, dude, I want to do that? It all goes to uh, Tom DeLonge. Okay. Blank One Eighty Two. Just because everybody has their opinions, everybody's different, but I just his style and the way he played, I, I liked it, and I really started to enjoy it when they finally came out with their self-titled album because i feel like musically was just probably one of the best albums they ever made i think that one was uh a lot more mature than a lot of the other things they did yeah like lyrically musically everything which which one did you say the the self-title okay so it was the one it was the one with the smiley face yeah i've I've always been more of a dude ranch person yeah i like take off your pants and jacket (laughs) i like taking off my pants Funny, funny part about that. This was like uh, maybe last year. My my nephew is really big in the Blank One Eighty Two, and he's he's eighteen now. And we were talking about that album, and I was explaining to my wife and my nephew about the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and they couldn't, they didn't grasp it at first. And I'm like, Take off your in your pants and jacket. They literally thought because the cover had you know, take off your whoops pants and jacket and then after saying that a few times it clicked in him what it actually was saying i told him i said that's that's pretty funny that you guys didn't know what that was enlighten me i don't know what it is either yeah no just take <laughs> yeah you know take off your pants and and jack your thing Oh, oh yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that episode of Family Guy where Lois is stripping. They're like, Jack it off. Jack it off. But she was taking off her coat. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, I guess I never realized that, so that's kinda funny. I appreciate that. Yeah. I never thought about never thought about jacking it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean that's a lie. I've thought about that once before. Yeah. Just once though. But uh okay. So, so Kenny and I, you know, we, uh, dug, dug deep here and, uh, you know, we found, uh, found a lot of pictures of you, Derek. Oh uh, boy. You seem to, uh, you seem to be a, you seem to have been emotional. Yeah. Emotional. You look like a completely different person now. Yeah. Now you're like, I'm driving this Dodge truck and I got this Yeti hat, but back in the day I wore the fucking guy liner. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my wife tells me all the time, she says, I swear to God, I dated a different person back when you were a teenager than you are now. Yeah. But I guess that's like the the whole thing of growing up, I guess. Because uh, one day you just watch Dawson's Creek and you love it. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lie. That's what happened. I go into school, actually not go into classes like I should and just watching Dawson's Creek. And next thing I know, I'm watching every episode. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. <laughs> but uh, I guess uh, a lot of, you know, you listen to a type of music, and then 
not everybody, but a lot of people start dressing like that music. Yeah, you want to live that scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did the punk thing. I did the goth thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny too because one of the the biggest movies out there, SLC Punk, at the very end, at the very end, when he looks at the camera and you know says that whole thing about he admits that he was doing it for the fashion and the yeah. fad. You know? Turns out all along I was just a fucking poser. Yeah. 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 But I. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my buddy, and it was funny, like, growing up in a, a small area, going to school, because nobody else was into this stuff yet. Yeah. And my buddy and I were the only two, and we definitely, he didn't get so much into the guy liner part as, as I did, and he just had, like, he, he had the hair. He definitely had, had the hair. The swoop, or... The, the swoop. Nice. Definitely had the swoop. Nice. His was more, um, I don't know, like, how much you guys were into, like, Taking Back Sunday, but, like, Adam was... I, I loved me. Adam Lazara back, Sunday, back when he first started, like, the hair down in front of the, the eyes, like you uh, said, okay. with, the, with the swoop. Mine, Just I kept it... Stand me like my parents. Mine was the, uh, as, as, again, my wife calls it, the swoop and the spike. The, the Pete Wentz. The Pete Wentz. The Pete Wentz. That's good. I mean, that was a good style. I mean, chicks fucking dug it. I mean, look at you. You're married to her now. So, yeah. obviously, she was like, oh, this guy's She hair. tells me all the time. She's it's like. amazing. She's like, why don't we go back to it? And considering I'm balding, it doesn't help out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I once, uh, I don't Pete, know. Pete I don't Wentz know if you know. is a really good front man for Fall Out. For Fall Out Boy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pete Wentz and the Fall Out Boys. Yeah. They, uh, they actually once made a song, um, well, from first to last did. It was for uh, a Christmas album. It was like Pop Goes or Punk Goes Christmas or whatever. But the song by From First to Last was called Pe- uh, Chris Massacre. They had a little breakdown part at the very end where it had nothing to do with the rest of the song, but it said, Pete Wentz plays in Fallout Boy. Here's his number, girls and boys. And then they actually like screamed out a phone number. And I'm really hoping it was his. That it was like, 867-40-48-1-4. So like, I'm hoping that was his fucking number. And, like, uh, he had minutes to, later, yeah. new phone number. <laughs> yeah, he had to blow that shit up. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Would you say that... Um, was there any single band, or was it more of like the the Fuse music scene that inspired you to be it, like it, that? Because I was big into Fuse when it first came out, and they had like Oven Fresh and Oh yeah, yeah. Me, me and my like I said, me and my buddy, we were both big into it. And he would come over after school, and we would sit there and wait for Oven Fresh to come on too, because they would have a lot of times have new bands, and uh, that's where we first heard of the band Vendetta Red. And God, I forgot they even existed. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's and like when people were like, "Remember Aiden?" I'm like, "Holy Whoa. shit!" <laughs> yeah, but uh, th- it was wasn't all of them, but there was there was a couple of them that were more inspirational. One of the big ones, obviously, being Taken Back Sunday. So to this day, I love and listening to them. It's one of the one of the fallbacks I use when it comes to writing music, because I don't know if you guys have ever like opened up the booklets to the CDs, which pretty much don't exist anymore yeah but no, i'm uh, still i'm still a big oh yeah of cds i'll we, still buy we would uh you open up the booklets and and you would read the lyrics but you would notice that the lyrics weren't the same as the as he was singing because what he would do is he would pretty much make a story and then afterwards go in and like start piecing together different parts and end up making a song out of it it's one of the things I enjoy doing, <coughs> making a big story and then going in and just moving parts around and then 
Next thing you know, you get a nice little song with it. Have yeah. you ever have you ever seen Take Back Sunday live? Yes. Fantastic. I actually have a I have a drumstick from the drummer. When did you when did you see them? House of Blues. Probably ten years ago. Jeez. Ten, eleven years ago. That's sad to think that that was that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's what I even think about. I, the last time I, I saw Taking Back Sunday Live, and that was probably at least eight years ago. It was the 10th anniversary of uh, Tell All Your Friends. Okay. And I never realized the lead singer was from the South until we started talking. Yeah. He'd like sing. He's like, ah, right, how y'all doing tonight? I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're Southern as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just don't notice that draw while he's singing. That's so weird. So uh, how, do you, how do you feel about uh, My Chemical Romance? Uh, I enjoy them. Are you going to go see them when they I was going to say, are you excited about the reunion? I'm excited about the reunion. Going to see them, I don't know. I would stick out like a sore thumb. I don't think anybody I is. I don't think you would stick out, though, because I think literally everyone is everyone who ever liked them is going to go see them when they're a reunion. No, they're not. Well, you're not going to go see them. No, I'm just saying, dude, that shit sold out like so quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they're not even coming around here is the shitty yeah. part. Well, they they started an actual whole uh, wide tour too, but I think yeah, the closest was Philly. Yeah, yeah that first yeah, they show they announced they had nothing in Ohio. First show they announced sold out in like thirty minutes. So then they like put on another date for that same exact place, and then it sold out in like an hour. I was like, you got to be kidding me! I was looking up ticket prices. They were like one hundred and eighty bucks, two hundred and eighty bucks. I was like, <sighs> I really like my Kimmel Romance, man. I, like, I'd be curious to see shit. on. What he looks like, because it's like back when they first came out, he had like that whole greaser boy look. Yeah, the leather jacket, the fucking pony boy Curtis. And then Black Parade comes out, and then he gets the blonde hair, but he's still, you know, he's not a bad looking guy. And after after the breakup, like you don't hear from him so long. And I think it was last year or close to. I was, I'm like, you know, I wonder what he looks like now. And I seen a couple of interviews where he. I guess helped write a couple of scripts for Stranger Things, I believe, and then he has a whole comic book that he's doing. Yeah, Netflix actually just did an adaptation of it. And he <clears> let <throat> himself go. Yeah. So I'm like, did he is do it, something? Is it to... so much that he let himself go, or is it just him turning, you know, thirty? Because yeah, he's just I, like, <laughs> oh hey, I can I can afford to eat food now. You know. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's what happened to me. Like, <laughs> I actually gained weight because you know I had a decent job and could buy food. I remember being 19, like, dude, I'm skinny as shit. Why? Well, I ate bread once <laughs> last week, I think. You know, it's true, because I'm going to say it was probably around 30 where <coughs> I noticed I was letting myself go, and I'm like, you know what? I need to I need to start getting back into, not back into shape. I was never in shape to begin with. I need to get into a shape need... <laughs> other than round. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I mean, I find, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not the 30 thing. Maybe it is. But I'm just thinking personally that it's like, the My Chemical Romance reunion tour is kind of just like, you're like, oh, I'll stick out like a sore thumb, but think about like everybody going back to see Motley Crue. That's true. Oh, it's it's like pretty much the same thing. It's just a different genre, a different yeah. era. And just now it's just a bunch of fucking old biker bitches flashing their titties. <laughs> yeah. Pull their shirt up and their tits are like touching their fucking waist. <laughs> yeah. Vince, I love you. <laughs> I tell you, that they do put on a good concert because my wife and I... Again, this was Wait, like... Wait, Motley Crue or My Chemical Romance? My, my Chemical Romance. Okay. This was probably... I thought you were like my wife and I put her up on my shoulders yeah. and she was like, Tom and Lee! No, no, no. No, that was Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, uh, the titties are showing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we uh, went to uh, My Chemical... Kristen, put me on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and Lee need to see these. That is one ugly woman up there. 
wow, you see that bearded woman? And she loved you, Tom. Yeah, but she had some sweet eyeliner going yeah. on. <laughs> uh, the wing oh. was perfect on it. That's amazing. <coughs> Jesus, Kenny. <coughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I have at least, you, at least <laughs> you're using that mic. Yeah. Corona. Yeah. <laughs> My Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, though, with your Mike Hummel Grow Anyways, 10-plus year, we went, and uh, Rise Against was the opening act, which I wasn't a big fan of them at first until I seen them live, and I'm like, oh, you know what? These guys aren't that bad. The energy those guys have that's, live. That's what insane. it was. That's yeah. what it was. I'm like, wow, this is... I seen them headline a tour, and I seen them once at Warp Tour. Seen them at Warp Tour, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Then I seen them play live, and, like, they don't stop, dude. No. I mean, no. just... Pure raw energy, man. I really, I would like to see uh, Rise Against, but I hate Rise Against. Damn, dude. But I feel like if I saw them, I'd be like, wow, this band's fucking great. Because yeah. there's a lot of bands that, that, like, I don't like, but then I've seen them live. Like, Amur was one of those ones I was on the fence about, and I saw them live. I'm like, Amur fucking kills it. Yeah. But then, like, if you're like, hey, you want to see Amur? I'm like, well, they're kind of garbage, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're garbage, but yeah, I'll, you know. Yeah. I mean, your tabs are just zero 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 one one zero zero two two zero. Well, see, that's the other thing too is a lot of people give them your shit, but then they're also like praise Mashuga, and I'm like, they kind of do the same things anymore. Yeah. The same things Mashuga's doing is the shit that Amir does. It's the chugga 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 chugga. I'm like, they're doing the same thing. It's just yeah. I once seen like it was like the Family Guy meme. He's like, oh my god, there's a message in my alphabets, and he's like, Peter, those are Mashuga tabs. And they were just Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you a are you a Black Parade person or a Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge person? Oh, hand, hands down, Three Cheers Sweet Revenge. Oh, thank you. Thank High God. Five. Yeah. High five. And that's because uh, it was during the Black Parade album when they started doing the tour, and I mean it, it was good, like very theatrical. Like he came out on a. Uh, one of those hospital carts covered up and then he kind of rises and he had the face paint on <clears throat> and do they have like the, the the whole marching band yeah costume oh yeah okay and then they, they done the entire album which i was like surprised because that's know, usually, always awesome to see. usually they only pick a few songs but they've yeah. done the entire album and then after they finished that they're like okay we have to go because the next band's coming out so we're like they weren't the opener like what the fuck well i mean like the the main and then they leave, and 20 minutes later, they come out. Slick back hair, leather jackets on, and they'd done the entire album from Three uh, three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. No shit. Oh, it was the greatest. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's really awesome. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, when you said, like, slick back hair and uh, the jackets, I thought they were just coming out to play, like, an encore, like, Ghost of You or something. That's what I thought they were doing, but yeah. they, no, they, the whole, the whole album. Like, that's fucking sweet. sweet. Yeah, I'd have been really excited about oh, that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. So, like, moving on from, I guess, like emo music, like that was definitely a big genre in your life. Like, what do you feel like inspires you, like music-wise, um, like whether it's playing music or just listening to music, like nowadays. Like, what do you what do you mean? Like, like, is there a certain band or like a certain genre that you're super into now that you really, like, you know that that inspires you to want to play music? We're asking yeah. if you like '90s country or not. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, it's uh, that, it's it's kind of funny because like, back in the day, um, driving around with my dad. My dad was always big into the country, and eventually, after I got older and you know got into 
punk and other music. I was country. Yeah, country sucks. So I got really big into Angels and Airways again. Tom DeLonge, like he's my biggest inspiration. So after uh, after that, then I start really. I start listening to country again. I'm like, you know what? It's been forever. I'm going to go back to it, listen to it. And probably one of the worst things I did, I started with radio country. Mm. Mm. And Pop. what what bothered me about that was I was like, you know what? They have the instruments and potentially the lyrics to make good music, but they don't. And I believe it was Josh I was talking to about and then – He's you're the one that told me about like the newer Blue bluegrass stuff. Yeah, like that folky country. Yeah, like Tyler Childers and yeah, uh, you know you got Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. So I started kind of uh, I like to say fall into the rabbit hole of YouTube with those and just found a whole bunch of people I've never heard of before, but their music is just great. Yeah, the thing I think I fell in love with the most about that is. Uh, like, yeah, it's got that country twang to it, but, uh, like, the lyrics are just oh, out of this world. Great. There's yeah. so much emotion inside uh, inside and out. Like, I yeah. mean, sometimes, like, the music is very, like, like easy. You know what I mean? Just a couple chords, kind of straightforward. And then you got other stuff. They throw banjos in it, and it's really oh, yeah. technical playing. And That's, I just find it insane. Um, a couple weeks ago, I came across a band called... Uh, gangster grass and i'm like all right this is gonna be this is gonna be funny i enjoyed it they put the rap in it so it's like rap bluegrass yeah what you got this guy on the fucking banjo is nuts like the way he plays it it's fast but it still has that that twang to it the the whole bluegrass and then you got you know you got the two black guys in it that rap and it's and again it's not like the uh it doesn't remind you of like the newer raps about like bitches and hoes. It almost kind of yeah. like they go back to the gangster rap. Huh. It'd be funny if he was like rapping about like kind of like that hillbilly rap. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out in the fields where I plow my corn. Got out there after I was watching <laughs> porn. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it going. <laughs> um, I think we're we we have a fan watching, and uh, she says that your current musical inspirations are Fresh Beat Band and Yo Gabba Gabba. We got oh, some kids in this bitch. Boy, here oh we, man, here we go. <laughs> so, how do you feel about Gullah Gullah Island? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a good one. I, I used to watch that all the time as a kid. Shit, I, I watch it now. I had kid. surgery whenever I was like five years old, and I just remember waking up. It was like Face was on the TV, and he's like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna go to Gullah Gullah Island," and I'm like, "My body hurts." <laughs> <laughs> and then Gullah Gullah came on, and, and you're then like, my body feels great. Yeah, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I, what the fuck was that giant lizard man thing? Is a frog? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. But it's funny how they the yellow never... one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a frog. It was like a frog lizard, but they never acted like it was strange. Yeah. Like if I had a six foot, if I... you had a six foot tall frog that was like, time to move, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like you just got in your backyard and you're like, this motherfucker's still in my trash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you live here? <laughs> Kids, get away from him. Yeah. We don't know what he's got. <laughs> I just, I'm just scared. Uh, so, uh, so you got two kids, and um, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, the one I I was super impressed. Like when uh, 
when I first met you, we started talking. I was like, oh, yeah, you got kids? And you're like, yeah, I got a son and a daughter. I was like, cool, what are their names? You're like, you said your daughter's name is Cambria. And nope. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, I mean, kind of going back to that emo stuff, but Coheed is a very yeah. big inspiration it, of mine. It's, it's funny because <laughs> we, we always joke if, if, the, uh, if our son would have came second, he would have been Coheed hands down. No shit. Oh, yeah. That's oh, great. Man. But, you know, th- thinking of names, you, you always, especially now, you want to try to be she somewhat. She named her Helena instead. Unique. Well, we, we came across Cambria. Yeah. You know, because we both love Coheed and Cambria. And it's just like we sat there and like Cambria. We love that. Yeah. And it's it's neat too because um a couple of years ago when we were going to Disney, my wife was doing the planning and stuff and she was talking to a woman and the woman was asking about the kid's name and she said Cambria and the woman instantly she's like, Oh my god, like Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. So it's it's just fun when you tell people that, like to hear the reactions because you're like, okay, you know, you know him. That's awesome. You should play it off like somebody's like, oh, like Coheed and Cambria? You're like, no, yeah. wait, what? Who the fuck are they? Yeah. yeah. I have. <laughs> what is that? You know, like the band? <laughs> no, I never we heard of them. talking about Cambria is that County. Like a, is that like yeah. a recipe or something? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we named her after my mom's favorite uh, gumbo dish. She used to call it Cambria. And uh, I thought that might be a pretty name for my daughter. And then you're like, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I really fucking yeah. love I love Claudio. He's great. I tell you what, I was not expecting that man's voice when I first like the way he looked compared yeah. to his voice. Huge, especially oh like God. towards Burning Star Four, he was gigantic. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he comes out and he's, <laughs> you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? They actually did like a like a little troll um, where he cut supposedly yeah, cut his hair. Supposedly yeah. cut his hair. Comes out in like a ball cap. He's like, hey guys, and then halfway through playing a solo, he just headbangs, <laughs> rips it off, and his hair's back. I was like, bro. <laughs> Oh, because that's like signature, man. Like, oh, you know yeah. I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I've i thoroughly enjoyed them all my life. So, like, uh, I don't know. You ever, like, you ever messed around on anything besides guitar? There was, again, I, I it's funny because I always referred to everything like 10 years ago just because that's pretty much back when a lot of this happened. Um, there was a guy that was getting a band together that went to Teal, and I knew him, and he needed a bassist, so... I'm not really big in the bass, but I'm like, if I can so play So you the, have slapped the bass. I did not slap, slap in the bass. No slap of the bass. Slap of the bass. You know, I could play guitar, so I'm like, I can, you know, at least pick up on the chords and do something. And I started playing it. I didn't mind it. I actually found it fun. And it's funny because, like, after doing that, I go back and I would listen to songs and try to pick out the bass. And some bands, the bassist is just very... You know, do 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 do, and I'm like, all right. And then, thrice, their bassist, that guy's fucking good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But have you ever heard of Les Claypool? Les Claypool. No. It's from uh, Primus. No. No. Oh man. Go go what? Just just do yourself a favor and go listen to Les Claypool play the bass, and you'll be like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Real deal. He's uh. He's probably the greatest bassist of all time. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree. Yeah, their music. He's like a bass front man. And, uh, oh, just the stuff he does is you're like, what? Like, the guitarist is just, like, there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's basically like, all right, you guys, uh, I'm going to play a song now. And he's just, like, fucking slapping it like crazy. And you're like, he doesn't even look like he's doing anything. He's like, all right, let me just do this real quick. 
Yeah, their music is also very weird. So like, you'd have to like accept that. But right. like, I mean, like they got a song called "My Name Is Mud," and he starts out and the bass, oh my god, yeah, wow, the bass line is just. I didn't even realize that was the yeah. But like, that's just the bass. Like, they don't even have the drums coming at first. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, dude, amazing, amazing guy. But uh, who 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 would you say is uh your biggest inspiration when it comes to acoustic music? It's it's hard to say just because like when I first started everything with the electric and then you know I felt like since I had an electric I had to get an acoustic and oh so you started out electric yeah. guitar okay I didn't know that yeah. well when my when my one well, friend what, was teaching me what it was, was a, your first guitar a actually it was an acoustic a Johnson and then I eventually got a electric johns and i was playing that more because that's like back when i was like in the big punk phase so i'm like yeah electric yeah distortion but it's like since i the more i get older it seems like everything with music to what i play i just i love acoustic more yeah and when uh uh what was it story of the year when they redone their entire first album all acoustic it wasn't full acoustic but it was a lot more toned down and i'm like i kind of enjoy this more yeah because they had like the piano and everything in it as well yeah 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 it was a very disconnected from what they originally were but still the same idea yeah and then definitely now with the uh the newer folk type music you know that's definitely yeah that's why i shared it to you because i was like well i think you probably pick this up and enjoy it you know what i mean oh yeah I, i started you know playing a couple of the songs and just really learning and i feel like it's it, it's a completely different style of music to play mm-hmm. as well you know i mean there are some very pretty ones and there are some that are you're just like how the hell are they playing that quick like purgatory by tyler chowders mm-hmm. you're like <laughs> but he's still singing the whole time he's doing it <laughs> oh. have a girl pray for me yeah only hope for heaven i give people so much credit like that's one of the reasons why I do rhythm so much is because if I have to do like something lead and try to sing, my coordination gets off so yeah. bad. Yeah, it's. I think learning to sing and play guitar with chords like just to, off the get go was is rough. Yeah, it's like trying to like pat your head and rub your tummy for yeah. the first time ever. You're like, <laughs> like your your mouth wants to go with what your hands doing or vice versa kind of, and you got to really like separate your brain from your your motor skills and you know go from there but um i mean i mean now what would you say is more of an influence whenever you're doing music now is it more of the folk stuff or is it more of the you know late or like mid 2000s fuse stuff with the tom DeLong and taking back sunday and census fell was it kind of like a mix of it's, it both? it's literally a mix of it because i've tried to sit and think what if, if i were to put my music into a genre what genre would i put it in and i literally cannot think of a genre i can put my music in crying core crying core yeah <laughs> hey guys what's going on uh, like, i is... don't know how to sing but let me just play this guitar and go <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start out go to an open mic hey guys this is uh this is called mississippi willow <laughs> you know what like uh th- to go back i didn't even think about this um dashboard i mean acoustic Mm. That was yeah. That mm. was really big back. They were very pretty. I just got oh. hard thinking about it. Yeah, yeah screaming, I got s- screaming infidelities. Yeah. my boner is ready. Yeah, my boner is ready. I have a raging clue right now. 
Yeah, they were great. Uh, they were a huge inspiration for me too. Like, just they were like that perfect. Um, I don't know that love band. You know what I mean? They wrote so many good love songs. Yeah. Like, just they were. I mean, they were emo to the point where, like, if you were in a relationship when you were fourteen to fifteen, like that was the band. Oh, I that was. To, oh, you know. Oh, don't don't All see them live though. Yeah. It's not good. No. Oh, that's depressing. That's they, sad. They were the openers for Third Eye Blind whenever I saw Third Eye Blind for the first time in Cleveland. And there were like 300 people there. And you're like, wow, this place is packed. And you're like, wow, they're going to. Here comes Dashboard Confessional. And then you hear them play. You're like, God, just stop. Oh, that's. And then. Well, that thing was too was. I was there. For, I was on. I'm just here to see Third Eye Blind. We're okay. Right. And then. By the time they leave and Third Eye Blind comes on, the entire place, there's like another 5,000 people yeah. in there. You're like, I thought it was crowded before, but now it's like jam-packed it's and Dashboard Confessional is just... Like, how did you they, feel... Oh, they tried too hard. How did you feel like his voice sounded? It sounded like, the same whiny teenager way it sounded back in like, like 2004. I mean, it wasn't bad though? Because no. like, like, for instance, talking about bands that aren't great live... Maybe they are now, but Fallout Boy when they first came out, the record sounded amazing. But then like live when he would try to sing, like when they first started, like I'd always I never got to see them, but I'd always heard like his voice broke a lot, and it just wasn't that same studio quality, so it was a little bit, little bit off. Mm, I could see that. That was a lot with uh, Panic at the Disco. I remember when they came out, like I wasn't a big fan of them, but they were catchy, and. They still are catchy, I, and I hate them. I think they were on the Grammys or something, and they played live, and it was like, ugh. His his voice cracked terrible. Yeah. Brandon Urie is still pretty good, though. He's a really good vocalist, but yeah. I just don't like Panic at all. I always thought Panic was just trying too hard to be Fall Out Boy. Oh, all the time. Every time I heard him, you're like, you are need to do something a little different. Yeah. I actually just seen... How about you make your songs, uh, instead of being like one word, make it like a sentence long? Just I, like Fall Out I Boy just does. seen a Twitter post and it was like a guy rushing in to talk to the lead singer from Fall Out Boy and he's like, Hey, did you hear that Panic at the Disco just came out with a new album? He goes, How many songs do they have? He's like thirteen. He goes, How many words? And he goes, Do you have time? He's like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like there's that other one. It's like uh I can't believe that this is actually a song by Fall Out Boy. And it was like, Really? I, I honestly didn't believe that this was a song. And then somebody's like, by Panic at the Disco. And they just keep going with these like long sentences. Like, I don't know. I've always found that funny. Yeah, they were definitely a band that did song titles different. There, there was um, uh, Boy, what was it? Oh, I can't think of their names now. Uh, Boy Meets World? No. Nah. Uh, Boy <laughs> Likes Girls? Boy Falls Out? No, nah, it wasn't. Boys uh, Like Girls? No. They had Thunder? Crap, I, I can't remember. But they had a, a song title that was I Got Punched in the Face for Sticking My Nose in Somebody Else's Business. Was it Shake It by Metro Station? No. I hate Metro Station. Shake, 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 shake. Have you ever listened to their lyrics? It sounds like he is a 18-year-old pedophile chasing a 12-year-old. No. Go back and listen to their lyrics. I'm okay, have but to the, know. okay, this is the reason why we can't listen to Lost Profits anymore. So Yeah. Oh, my God. You know that guy's last name is Watkins? (sighs) He he fucking cursed my name, dude. (laughs) If if you want some good YouTube-like reading, go to uh, 
what's that one song rooftops oh. and go through the comments there's some cruel people out well what he did well <laughs> listen i really enjoy the music of lost prophets i really do i can't even bring but myself i to can't listen to i can't anymore. listen to him anymore no like i used to love him and then i'm like i can't listen to this band anymore and it's nothing against the band it's just what he did i'm like i i can't do that terrible i mean that's almost the same like brand new that was a big that was during the whole i mean it definitely happened jc or jesse like had some uh relations with like an underage girl but he's like oh i didn't know she was underage it's like (sighs) i really like brand new too but i yeah i mean i still listen to brand new just i can't help it they're so damn good their first album is so good yeah it's weird though, like listening to their first album and how poppy it was. Yeah, and right. then, almost punky. And it's funny because if you listen to like the song, uh, the No Seatbelt song, yeah. it's almost like you could hear that they want to go into that different style. Yeah, Deja and Tendu came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was really surprised when I listened to it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> I like how everyone does appreciate. Appreciate now. Nice little. That's nice. My wife bought me that. <laughs> my wife. Yeah, my wife bought me that. She's like, here, this is a good grape, you know? Oh, here, I thought he was like handing you something. No, he just wanted me to open I it. I just wanted him to open it. <laughs> you lazy son of a bitch. Well, I'm not going to get up and disturb our camera angle. Josh is right there. He yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll just grab it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Why don't you yeah, just uh, put it on the table? Did you know about um like the, the beef between um Brand New and Taking Back Sunday? Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, that's a lot of people knew and, that. And again, like when it comes to titles, like I'm terrible with them, but it's when you listen to Take It Back Sunday's first album, they had that song on there that's a jab at Jesse, and then you listen to Brand New, and then 70 times yeah. 7. Is about. I, I always use this line to people I don't like, where in Brand New, where he says, I, have, have a few drinks and drive home. Yeah, drive yourself home. Yeah. I hope there's ice on all the roads. You can yes. think of me when you forget your seatbelt, and again when your head goes through the windshield. So that what you call tact. You're as subtle as a brick in the small of my back. So let's end this call and end this conversation. Fuck you, Kenny. <laughs> okay. Just look like, when is he going to stop? <laughs> I was enjoying it, but it means yeah. anything. Trammy, look that up. What is he looking up? We haven't had a Trammy segment today. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, speaking of talk about talk speaking about. of Tramie, uh Tramie is trying to get us to uh, uh, go ahead and give us a little plug here. Uh, but uh, if you guys have not seen them yet, I know we tell you every every week here. But um, we have new T-shirts out. Um, we have them in black. We have them in um, purple. We have smalls, mediums, larges, and extra larges. Uh, they are going currently for twenty-five dollars. You guys can talk to us personally if you'd like one. We also have them online at apcgaming.net. Click on the Extraordinary Expletive tab and scroll down to the bottom left, and there's a link there that you guys can pick them up if you'd like one. Um, We'd really appreciate it. We actually just got a new camera tripod. We also got another new camera, and we have another one on the way. So thank you, you guys, who have actually bought them. Uh, It's really helping us out. Like we said, we're trying to put money back into the podcast, get us some more nice stuff, and uh, get just, all angles of you guys. Yeah, yeah, and bring you guys better, better quality entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't think of it as so much like you're gonna pay twenty five dollars for this T shirt. We're gonna pocket it. Like we're literally putting all this money back into the podcast. So 
Anything you give to us when you buy these shirts is going right back into the podcast. We literally have a drawer with an envelope that all the money goes into, and then we reinvest that money into the cameras, the tripods, the microphones, the headsets. One the, thing I really want to move towards, too, not saying, like, oh, hey, we're going to sell these sh- T-shirts and do it, but uh, Kenny and I are avid, uh, like, concert goers, and we really want to try to take a mobile camera to do, like, an on-the-spot interview with some guy. Like, if we could get to a show, watch somebody, and after their set go and, like, hey, man, you got 10 minutes to talk? And just pull oh, off the camera, nice. you know what I mean, yeah. and go. So it would be a cool little segment for us to throw up on the YouTube page. But um, Chris Brown says, hey, it's Derek. CB. CB, bro. CB. Chris Eaton, asshole. Chris, Chris Eaton. Eaton. Chris Eaton. C-E, Chris Eaton, baby. Our C-E. first guest ever on this podcast. Yeah. Mr. Ain't Nothing But a Whippoorwill. Yeah. Oh, man. I listen to that punk so. rock, too. Like the Sex Pistols and stuff. I tell you, man, I ain't never drove in the snow before. Y'all, it's crazy up here. <laughs> We're kidding, CB. We love you, man. We love you. Yeah, we do love you. Thank CB. you for stopping in. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, I think Chris is pretty sweet. He did a very good job. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you got to check him out, but oh yeah, I did. We watch it. we were mind blown the first time we the we first seen time we ever sing. heard him sing. We were, oh yeah, I wasn't expecting it. We were gonna j- we were gonna train them. They were like fucking with him. They're like, oh yeah, go get your acoustic guitar. <laughs> go yeah. ahead and play it. Yeah, and he's Trey like, was supposed to make him famous, but I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, and then he just started playing, and they were like, oh my god. Like I remember watching him, and then like Trey's just dri- drinking a, a Bud Light, and he looked at me, and he was like. <laughs> 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 I was like, damn. Kenny's like, we got to have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, it was originally Dave Busco was when we were our first uh, person on the podcast. But then when I ever heard Chris, Chris heard Brown just slid right in I there. was like, this guy's amazing. Let's have him on our podcast. Yeah, very impressed, too, by him because we're like, oh, so, like, you know, uh, you always played guitar. He's like, actually, I always sang. He's like, uh, you know, that was, like, probably my main instrument before that. And we're like, oh, cool. He's like. I was like, so what did, what did you used to do? He's like, I used to sing a lot of classical stuff. And Kenny's just like, oh, you think you could sing some classical for us right now? And he's like, Danny boy. And we were like, what the fuck? It was awesome, man. It was an awesome experience to watch. And I was just, you know, it's like one of those things. Like we were talking about Claudia Sanchez. Like you don't think you don't that voice until, is coming yeah. out, man. And God, then you're like, I just realized Chris Eaton is Susan Boyle. I don't, I don't know who Susan Boyle That's is. That's so rude. You know, <laughs> that is so rude. You don't <laughs> remember Susan Boyle? No. Uh, I'll show you later. Because, no, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see him and you hear him talk, you're like, there's no way he sounds like that. And then he starts singing, you're like, this is the most angelic voice ever. I'm going to cry. Yeah. And you just have a tear coming down and you're singing. <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. Well, yeah, but you have to hear her voice. Oh, okay. Oh, God. All right, so she came out. She was on one of those Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Whatever, and look at her. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, here we go, another funny one, right? And then she's fucking amazing. Yeah, I remember because she was like singing opera and shit. Yeah. Yeah, she starts singing. You're like, oh, my God. Really and you have like a tear coming down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. So uh, I mean, where do you where do you see yourself? You know, let's say ten years in the music scene. Probably doing the same thing I am now, just yeah. sitting in my basement, playing my acoustic. So that's like one thing you do is just like music for you know personal entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would you know never. Well, you've been in a couple bands. You said that, so yeah. that's cool. You know, if anytime anybody wants to play, I'm always down. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Like, you're trying to get together. If you want to start a Raging Against the Machine cover band, I'll, I'll play with you because that's how I learned how to play bass guitar. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be oh, great. Yeah. 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 He can play the lead. He can sing. You guys could be. Uh, like, All right. Now. Come with it now. Bam, 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 bam. All right. We call this one a uh, booze on parade. <laughs> booze on parade. Yeah. He just pulls out a Bud Light out of his jacket, shotguns it, throws it down, pulls another one out, shotguns it, throws it down. Then he's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <clears throat> All right, so um, Derek, I heard you wanted to you wanted to play a couple songs for us. Oh, I, I got um, I got three songs I've actually written, but probably two of them I'll I'll do. That's I, fine, I, man. I feel yeah. We always we always ask. You know, it's it, it's up to you guys. You guys could play for you know you could play one song. You guys could play for half hour if you wanted. Hell, like we had uh, Shane Manel on here. He's like, you guys care if I play another one? I was like, no, go for it. Thirty minutes later, we're like, bro, he is getting it, man. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Shane, Shane was on here and he probably played for like an hour. Like, I was like, Shane, I have to leave because <laughs> I have stuff I have to do. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, we we had a couple technical issues. Um, like I think it was his nine volt that had died, and then like the one cord we had just kind of kept not really working with my amp. And then uh, once we got it going, man, he was like, all right, let's do this again. Yeah. And then it 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 was awesome. So, um. Plinko, Plinko played for a while too. Yeah, yeah. But Plinko they played, is a jam band. They are yeah, they played three sick. songs and it was like a half hour long. Nice, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, all right, guys. So we're gonna take a uh, a quick tiny little break here. Uh, we're gonna go ahead go to a BRB screen, mute a couple mics. Uh, so if you guys are watching, please stick around. If not, uh, we will be right back with some Derek Warner original music. And one more time, please go to BajaGamers.net. It's APCGaming.net. Hey, whatever. Baja Gamers. That's fucking gamer tag or Twitch channel. I think my wife said that the, the Z is like a 16-year-old a with the gamers. Baja Gamers. Go buy a t-shirt. Okay, they're they're really well made. They're from Lowland Co. Designs. Uh, if you want anything done, go to Lowland Co. on Facebook. Uh, Vicky does a great job, so please. Yeah, her business card's in there, too. You can check yeah. her out. We got a lot of our tumblers and all that stuff too. So, but yeah, uh, like I said, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll reset this room up and we'll be back with Derek Warner live. thing to do would probably like let's keep that mic there that way so we want to take these two off from the t-shirt box and shit or? yeah we'll move the table back here <coughs> you know what I'm saying yeah will these stand these stand or you keep it doesn't matter whatever whatever you want to do I mean yeah you could sit there if you'd like 
stand and I wanna, I gotta figure out what the other Yeah, yeah, that's true. Here, I'll do it, and you do the microphone to your voice. You wanna drink a beer first? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> beer always gets me hyped up. I don't know about you. <laughs> gets me going. With the chair. Hey, 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 First I'd be rapping, then I happen. Happening. I have a dream. What's that? To have a dream. 
You gonna braid his hair again? Well, my shit's being fucked. Alright, Derek, you're good now. Good? So, when do I? Introduction. Now? Oh, alright. Alright, hi, I'm Derek Warner. Uh, got two songs gonna do. First one is called Lovers on the Moon. Probably one of the most recent ones I've written. Written. And, uh,. Yeah, and again, another shout out to the wife, because when I wrote the song, I didn't have, I had the music and I had the words, but I had no melody to it, and we sat down one night and kind of worked together and ended up coming up with the song, and it's probably one of my favorites, <clears throat> so here we go, now bear with me, I'm not the best of the best, but Lovers on the Moon.
Right? Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Man, you, uh, nice you came in here. You came in here. I expected a full country. But, God, you blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that, that's it. Like, um, I, I really can't put my music into a genre. Like, I, I don't know where I would put it. Igua, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Save tonight, ripoff. So do do you do you like have country songs, or is it just like not? The, these are all original. I I never like really. I don't try to put any of the music in the genre. I just play it and kind of whatever what like is it. yeah whatever's there is there. <clears throat> That's this next one. Um, I don't know why. I think it was because back being the emo phase, this is one of the first ones I wrote lyrically. Musically, it has changed like every year. the The music changes to it. Yes, please. Um, Do you want a beer? No, I'm good. Are you sure? Sure. But uh, the next song is called "Lipstick and Dynamite," and that was pretty much back, you know, being really big in the Taking Back Sunday. That that sounds like a Taking Back Sunday yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, the the musically, I, every year the music just completely changes. So you mean you had the same lyrics? But every year. Same lyrics has changed. I mean, stayed the same, but like musically, because um, when I first came up with it, it was on the electric, so it was, you know, the chords, right? Know, the, the, and then acoustic. Then it started with you know, strumming, and then now, like I said last year, I started playing and I started plucking because I loved the way it sounded. It's a straight vodka, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right, here we go. You see, <laughs> All right, <laughs> lipstick and dynamite. screwed up on that one it's all good it's yeah all good. All right. all, <laughs> yeah this, it's a lot of like every like chris brown for for instance he never played in front of like anybody yeah else. so he, he got his own song yeah he didn't even know the song wow that that's that's embarrassing okay we're, we're gonna take it from the top yeah here we go, here we go. we'll mess this one up <laughs> oh you already fucked up <laughs> Not a kiss to her lips If they were more than what you bargained for The look in her eyes It says she wants us more than you But don't let her go Disaster, disaster, your heart was beating faster. Don't be afraid, boy, but go ahead and ask her with your hands on her hips. 
the kiss And is it love when just a dream Is anything never what it seems to be But don't let her go Ladies and gentlemen, that is Derek Warner here on the Extraordinary Expletive. You guys seen it here first live. Be sure to go and check him out. Like his uh, Facebook page. You guys might pick up on a couple videos that he shares. Um, you can always check him out too. Just uh, you know, just give him a give him a shout out. You guys play some music. He might want to jam out. Always, always up for jamming. Give a farewell if you'd like. Any shout outs? Shout out to me. Fuck no, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. <clears throat> wow, nothing like forgetting your own lyrics there for a minute.